Welcome back to another episode of If Only Someone Told Me, where I tell you all the things I wish someone told me. It's your host, Sandra Chu. In this podcast, I'll be giving you all the advice I wish I was told as a kid. So if you need advice on anything at all, don't fret. Remember that you now have a sister on the internet. I hope this podcast reminds you that you are never alone. So, today's topic is a rather interesting one because it was actually an issue that I personally struggled with a lot very recently. I feel like we now live in a society where we are all expected to have this certain calling or a voice or a passion, you know, driving us towards this end goal. Everyone seems to know it all nowadays and it's as if we have to do so as well. But sometimes, I hear people even at 50 years old being confused and perplexed about what their passion is. Chances are, you have no clue what you want to do in your life. It's a struggle that almost everyone goes through. Questions like, what do I really want to do in future? What is my calling? Do I even have one? If that sounds like you, this podcast is made for you. I had a really tough time after graduating from Polytechnic. I felt like I needed to have it all figured out. Like I needed to have my whole life planned out and I needed to know exactly what to do. But the truth is, you don't. That's the thing about life. You don't get to figure it out. You don't get to plan everything 100%. You don't get to stick to your plan. More often than not, your plans don't always fall through. And that's the thing about being young. I think a lot of people don't realize just how much time we truly have and we aren't appreciative of it enough. Your youth should be your time of exploration, trying new things, figuring out your place and purpose in the world. Now I'm pretty sure most of you have heard the age-old saying, follow your passion. But does passion really even exist? Should you really follow your passion and pursue it as your career wholeheartedly? A recent Stanford research paper identifies the main flaw in this saying. Asking someone to find their passion makes this assumption that passions and interests that we have are supposed to be fixed, rather than evolving and ever-changing. As we age and gain wisdom through our life experiences, I think it's really inevitable that you end up being passionate or excited about something else. Those who follow this fixed mindset are much more likely to give up when obstacles arise. As the authors say, urging people to find their passion may lead them to put all their eggs in one basket, but then just drop that whole basket entirely when it becomes too difficult to carry on. I strongly urge you to give Ben Horowitz's commencement speech a listen. In the speech, he mentioned how following your passion is a very me-centered view of the world. When you go through life, what you'll find is what you take out of the world over time. Be it money, cars, stuff, all these things are much less important than what you put into the world. 
So my recommendation, or his recommendation, would be to follow your contribution. Find the thing that you're great at and put that into the world. Contribute to others. Help the world be better. And that is the thing to follow. Some people that I've come across have also mentioned something about passion being something you're supposed to be born with. But the truth is, it's not. If we were all born with passion, then that would make it something related to genetics, right? And we know that passion is not related to genetics. So what is passion related to? I personally feel that passion is related to the environment that you grow up in and the people that you surround yourself with. So how does your environment change the way you grow up and eventually affect or instill your passion? I believe that we are all a product of our surroundings and our upbringing. For example, if you grew up in a family full of film stars, you'd be a lot more likely to work in the film industry, for example. And I personally think that passion can be cultivated. So don't fret if you feel like you don't have one yet. Now that we've gotten all that out of the way, here are three practical tips I have for you to start figuring out what career would be right for you. My first tip is to go out there and dip your toes into everything. Do your field research, read up about things that interest you, do internships, shadow people who are already working at a job that you are interested in, ask questions, and understand what you are really getting yourself into. I can't stress this enough. If you're confused about any topic at all, we live in a world right now where we're lucky enough to get all of these answers at the click of a button. And if you don't know what you like or love, it's actually an amazing time for you to start doing everything and anything. Get a taste of everything and then try finding your way out from there. So, to help you out a little bit, here's an exercise that we can do together right now. Get your pens and papers out, okay? Are they out? Okay, I hope they're out. (laughs) Now, let me ask you a few questions, okay? And be honest with yourself. The first question... What are you passionate about? What do you love to do? What can you do for hours on end? And what would you still be doing even if you weren't paid for it? Secondly, what are your strengths? Now, what are your weaknesses? Ask your friends and family for their objective opinions. And from these few questions that I've just asked you, list out about 5 to 10 jobs that you can see yourself doing. And then, from that list of 5-10 to jobs, eliminate those that do not fit your own criteria of what a good job entails. And these criteria can look very different for different people. Some factors that I personally consider include job satisfaction, job outlook, is your industry saturated, what is the work-life balance like, what is the work environment like. Are you someone comfortable with a desk-bound 9-to-5 job? How about your salary? Do you prefer a stable source of income? Or are you okay with volatility? And yes, I think it is actually quite naive to overlook this as a deciding factor. Especially if you're thinking about specializing in a career that is going to put you in hundreds and thousands of dollars of financial debt. Money isn't everything, definitely. But it's also something that you have to consider. Now, here's my second tip. Change your mindset. 
I really love watching Thomas Frank's videos, and in one of them, he actually titled it How to Stop Overthinking Everything. In the video, he speaks about the set path versus the experimental path mindsets. People with the set path mindset tend to believe that one decision they make will put them on this lifelong journey and destined path. And I used to have this mindset, and I'm quite, well, over it. <laughs> I found this set path mindset really, really unhelpful and somewhat also damaging. On the contrary, people with the experimental path mindset understand the unpredictability of life and choose to be experimental and have fun throughout their lives. They enjoy the discomfort and are generally unwavered in times of change. And after adopting this experimental mindset now, I've come to realize that you should go after what you want at that moment. Go after your interests and gain experience or knowledge to become good at something. Once you take your jobs, school placement, universities, merely as a place for you to hone your skills, you tend to enjoy the process way more because you don't attach yourself to a certain outcome. Learn to go with the flow and remove your attachment to any sort of outcome. Open yourself up to receiving and letting go of all your limiting beliefs. Once you've done your research and narrowed your list down to one or two prospective careers, I think it's time for you to go after what you want fearlessly. And I know this sounds pretty redundant right now, but hear me out. I read this somewhere and I found this to be painfully true. Once you've decided that you want something, it doesn't make any logical sense to think about the 101 reasons why you can't do it. It may be good to assess the pros and cons of a decision you're making, but if you are constantly focusing on the negatives, you will simply attract that negativity into your life. And you're basically stopping yourself from achieving your goal before you've even tried it. Believe that everything is happening in perfect time and order. Something that has really helped me personally is using affirmations. I've started saying affirmations out loud to myself every morning and every night, and I felt that it has really boosted my confidence. It helps me to align my thoughts. I understand how lost you may be right now, especially if you're just starting out. So if you need help with getting started on your own daily affirmations, I'm actually selling personally curated affirmations in the mp3 or wave format with accompanying background music to suit your day and nighttime routines all you have to do is drop me a dm on instagram at cassandra cyl and let me know what you hope to achieve or attract into your life right now it's as simple as that leave me a dm so i can curate unique affirmations for your best life there's also a chinese saying that i really love and i keep close to my heart Literally, it means when the boat gets to the bridgehead, it will naturally go straight. Or in other words, everything will be alright. I hold this quote close to heart because as a fellow overthinker, I always feel the need to constantly remind myself that I am always exactly where I need to be. And I think that the true act of wisdom or maturity is when someone can accept everything going on around them even through all the negativity, and truly learn to let go and simply go with the flow, and accept the journey that they've been put on and simply enjoy their process. Lastly, my third tip is to take care of yourself and go easy on yourself. 
If no one's told you this yet, I want to be the first to tell you that I am so incredibly proud of you for all you are doing to improve your quality of life and your future. The fact that you are still listening to my podcast right now already goes to show how introspective you are and how seriously you take your growth. Don't forget to surround yourself with people you love. Don't forget to take care of your mind and body. Personally, I appreciate and love having a good self-care routine. I make it a habit to set aside time and space for me to take care of my physical body because that makes me feel my best. Lately, I've been getting into more natural beauty treatments and one of these treatments is called the eyelash regrowth treatment by the Lush Factor on Instagram. And as a fellow user of eyelash extensions for years, let me just tell you, my natural lashes have really suffered. They became so brittle and so weak. The condition of my lashes made me really nervous to go in for lash extension appointments in fear that I was going to do more harm to my natural lashes. And as strange as this might sound, I didn't realize how much lashes were gonna affect my confidence, my morale, and my overall health. However, after my very first session with the Lush Factor, I already started seeing a huge difference in the health of my lashes. And I'm done with all three sessions. They are growing so much stronger and healthier. And I have to tell you, I've never gotten this many compliments from friends and family. Some even asked if my natural lashes were fake because of how long and thick they are right now. So if you want to learn more about this treatment, please head over to my Instagram highlight titled Lash Rehab. And if you have weak lashes like me, I really urge you to head over to the Lash Factor on Instagram book your appointment ASAP because it was the best decision I made and sometimes self-care can't wait. My point is to remember to take care of yourself inside and out, however that may be, whether that's a haircut or a manicure or going to the gym. When you look good, you feel good. Take care of your body because it houses your soul and your mind. Taking care of your body, skin, nails, lashes, and hair are really basic things, but so many people simply overlook them while they're busy hustling. So remember to take a step back, breathe, and enjoy your life. Life is too short to be so preoccupied with work. Now we finally come to the book recommendations of the episode. I used to only do one book, but I think I just can't when it comes to this topic because there are too many good books. The first one is called Ask and It Is Given by Esther and Jerry Hicks. It is an amazing book if you are first starting out and wanting to find out more about the law of attraction. The book gives us 22 different powerful processes we can use to achieve our goals. No matter where we are, there's a process in this book that can make your life better. The second book is called Ikigai, The Japanese Secret to a Long and Happy Life. And this book is actually written by Francesc Mirals and Hector Garcia. I hope I'm saying that right. In Japanese, Ikigai is written by combining the symbols that mean life with to be worthwhile and it translates roughly as the happiness of always being busy. But my interpretation of this Japanese concept is to basically find out your reason for being and find out what actually gets you up and wakes you up in the morning.
if I can summarize this whole episode, it's to be candid and honest with yourself. Be ready to ask yourself difficult questions. And self-reflection is key. At the end of the day, every job is difficult. It's a matter of choosing your difficult. What is something you can handle? What is something you can take? Then, it's time to just simply trust your gut. Remember that outside of your job, you still have a life to live. So figure out what are some activities that you can keep as hobbies and what are some skill sets you want to further develop such that you can make a whole career out of it. Life is a marathon, not a race. And what truly matters is that you get to the finishing line proud of all you've done your whole life. It doesn't matter how long you take as compared to other people and it doesn't matter how many reroutes you had to take either. And that's all I have for you on today's episode of If Only Someone Told Me, where we talked about how to find your calling and learn to let go of the need to control the way your life pans out. Once again, thanks for tuning in to If Only Someone Told Me with me, Cassandra Chu. Tune in again next time where I share advice on some other topic that I have yet to decide on again. <laughs> it's a running theme here. Remember that you can DM me on Instagram at Cassandra CYL or you can send me an anonymous text on my telonym also at Cassandra CYL if you need any advice at all. I will try my best to be with you every single step of the way and I also offer personally curated affirmations. All you have to do is DM me on Instagram. Till then, stay well and stay happy. You're never alone. Love, your sister on the internet.